Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Healing Place podcast. My name is Brian Hackney, and I'm the director of the Healing Place. And uh, many of you have asked, when are you going to be releasing more episodes of the Healing Place podcast? Well, ask and ye shall receive. So I'm really excited the way we're going to open up 2023. Um, A few weeks ago, I sat down with a really good friend, Beth McGuire, and we recorded seven episodes of a podcast uh, called Beautiful Ashes. I was wanting to have Beth on my podcast, and then incidentally, she said she was going to be shooting one, so um, she asked me to be on that podcast. So we're going to release those seven episodes to start the year on the Healing Place podcast. So who is Beth McGuire? Beth is a really, really good friend um, who was one of our care coaches. And over seven years ago, she started care coaching across Timbers in the Healing Place. Uh, She became uh, one of our star care coaches, I say, and she led our divorce care ministry. And um, she has since moved to North Carolina, but she stayed in touch. And she's actually still care coaching via Zoom long distance from her home in North Carolina. Beth uh, went through a very, very public divorce, and uh, she had the life that everyone dreams of, married to kids, uh, very successful life, a successful career, a foundation that she had poured her heart and soul and passion into that was giving back to the community that they lived in at the time, and literally overnight, that all disintegrated, and um, as she went through, again, a very public divorce, and found herself on the floor, literally on the floor in the fetal position, thinking her life was over. So uh, she's written a book called Beautiful Ashes, and there's seven chapters. The first chapter is called The Floor. Uh, And in the book, she just chronicles her journey of devastation uh, and the long road to healing as she pressed into faith, pressed into family, pressed into community, and uh, silence, building intimacy with God, and ultimately now finding purpose and meaning and passion for a new mission to find men and women who find themselves in the same situation that she was in and trying to give them hope for healing. So yeah, we sat down and and recorded seven episodes, one for each chapter. We're going to be releasing them uh, every week. So without further ado, I give you Beth McGuire and Beautiful Ashes. Hey, everyone. We're back. Beautiful Ashes podcast. This is episode three. And again, I'm here with Victor Fadul and Brian Hackney. Thank you guys for being back, coming back. Can't wait. It's fun. <laughs> so we're going over chapter three, The Secret Place. It's one of my favorite chapters. Um, I remember how instrumental it was for you to develop that that space and that time. A lot of people don't necessarily know, you know, it, it can be Christianese when someone says, oh, you know, find the secret place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we made it an entire chapter because the secret place is important. And when you, when you figured that out for yourself, you know, early on, mm-hmm. that was, that was the major component of what built upon a sturdy foundation for you. Absolutely. What is it like? You know, we talk about the secret place and we call that it's the conversation chapter. Mm. And it is really getting yourself into a position of having conversation with God. And um, what's so cool about a secret place is everybody's secret place can look different. It, it's not, mm. you know, that old, like you said, Christian-y, 
I have to pray a certain way. I have to be in a certain place. I have to, you know, and you know, so for me learning that because of the, some of the background of what I was brought up with, I didn't even think about that. I could just have daily, let alone hourly conversations with God throughout mm-hmm. my day. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of it that way. So getting in a rhythm of that yeah. was, was foundational. Like that, that is that constant conversation with God, knowing that he's always available. He's always there because I would stop me in my tracks. Like if something was going on, I learned to just go, help me, God, help me, God. Sometimes that would be my mm-hmm. only prayer. Yeah. So what I want to walk through here and get your guys take on what your secret place looks like. I'll, you know, talk about some things that are what I, what worked for me and is forming my secret place so we can help the audience you know, as they hear our places, it, it's really your own personal. It's where mm-hmm. where you feel most at peace because that yeah. is when you know God's present. Before we get into the places, yeah. let me let me just kind of vector off the conversation piece. I'm always I've been so surprised doing church for a long time, mm-hmm. right? Growing up in church and um, kind of taught to pray. It was my mother's milk, you know, when, when the way I grew up, yeah. but hearing people say they don't know how to pray or that they're unqualified to right. pray. Yes. They don't know the right words, the right language to use. Yeah. And we we try to say, yeah, it's just like having a conversation with a good friend. Yes. And so when you say it that way, I think some people, really? Yeah. Like, is that too good to be true? <laughs> but but having a conversation. Or is it weird? Yeah. You know, because it doesn't, some, some people, and I'll be honest, for me, it wasn't natural in the beginning to just do yeah. that. Having a conversation, though, mm-hmm. you know, denotes that you are not just talking, but you're listening. And mm-hmm. so, so prayer, I've always said, is kind of like talking to God. Yeah. But meditation, I always say, is kind of like listening for God. Wait a minute, so, would that be the same thing you always say? Yeah. I'm telling you, that's really? exact. Victor and yeah. I've had that exact discussion, yeah. Brian. Exactly yeah. that. That's so cool. Say that again. Yeah. Well, prayer in one way is like talking to God, yeah. and meditation is like. And it's just oversimplification, but yeah. is listening, listening to God. Exactly. It's not talking to, but listening to and 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 trying to silence and be be quiet, silence your mind and hear yeah. from him, right? And I think that's that's a weird deal. Even that word meditation. Yeah. That's such a weird deal for a lot of New people. New agey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are we meditating on? I mean, yeah. the psalmist said on his word day and night, yes. right? Yeah. You can meditate on things that you think are true, things you think are, are valuable, are noble, right? Right. Think on these things. things. It's yeah. meditate yeah. on these things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So your conversations. I wanted to get to that. Yeah, no, um, I love that. The, the, again, before we talk about a place, and it's not, I know, a place of geography, you're going to get to that. Yeah. But um, is it weird when you're quiet and because we talked about silence, you know, and not being afraid of silence in, in one of our former episodes. What if you don't hear? What if people say, well, I got quiet, but I don't hear anything? Yeah. Or is that just me? Or is that the enemy? How do you know it's God? And that hearing, I'm going to put in quotes marks, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what that looks like for people, it looks different. I can describe to you what hearing looks for me, and that might be helpful. But it really, again, this is because everyone has a private relationship with Jesus. We hear him differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, and again, it took me a while in my secret place to develop the ability to, what I call, have my knower working. And I always point to my stomach because I'm very visceral. So I feel my emotions and my Mm -hmm. gut, you know, your gut instinct, we like Mm -hmm. to call. But that is actually how I learned 
to quote unquote hear from God. So mm-hmm. if I'm in that space where I'm crying out to God or asking God for his lens and all of that, um, I learn to distinguish physically in my body that if, the, you know, when you, your stomach is hurting and you're like, oh my gosh, you're dreading something. Mm-hmm. They're learning that because it's like caution, caution, caution. Right. Or is it, my stomach feels kind of funny, but there's this weird piece about it. I mm. might be, there's a little like anxiety, but you feel a piece that God's calling you to something. So I learned to distinguish when it felt caution, scary, gut check versus, okay, I'm a, I'm a little scared to go into this, mm. but I knew God was calling me. And I loved that feeling because that's the sign of humility because you know that you are not capable of doing this unless you mm, take him with you. Mm. So if we're not afraid to step into something that we feel like God is calling us to, it's probably not from him. Yeah. Because that reliance on him, so I it did, but that took me time to realize, so I call that where the peace beyond your understanding mm-hmm. or peace when the storm is raging around you. It's just yeah. it's just but it is learning your for me it was just learning my body's signals. Your body keeps the score. That's a reference to a book that yeah. we love. But your body does really keep the score. Mm-hmm. Your body does tell you. Some people might have it more um the their throat will get, you know, tightened or whatever it is, but just start to listen to your body as you're praying or and as you're experiencing things in life. So to me that's that's one of the ways I would tell. When you use the word secret yeah, I can think about private, mm-hmm. uh, hidden, mm-hmm. silent, kind of locked away, only you know about. What's what's secret? What does that mean to you? Secret just means to me um, intimacy with, mm. with God. I don't think of it as any, like there's there's zero like hiding of it. It's just, it's so intimate and it's just a very deep relationship that I have just with him. So it's where you go alone, though, right? Absolutely. Okay, because you can share all kinds of spiritual moments with other people, but when you say the secret place, this is you and God. Just, yes, that's <laughs> so for me. That and yeah. that's what I mean. So everyone's got to figure out what their secret place mm. looks like. That for me is where real transformation takes place. Yeah, that is where you know Vic and I like to talk about this too in the the battlefield of the mind. That is where it's at, mm-hmm. and we talked about this. The scripture tied to that is the renewing of your mind. And how you renew your mind is by replacing the, with the, you know, either the enemy or whatever your old thinking or whatever that old mentality was, replacing it with God's truths. And that happens in the secret place. Well, it also happens from studying the word too. And I don't, I don't say that to be overwhelming for someone who's kind of in the earlier phase of their walk. Um, But knowing like when you ask the question, how do you hear God? This is something like in AA, when I talk to people, step 11, they say prayer and meditation. And I always say prayer is talking, meditation is listening. And then I follow up with, how do you hear God? Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, well, I hear God through people. And I'm like, well, that's good, great, and wonderful. How do you know that it's God talking through that person? Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you right now, there are a lot of people out there who aren't sharing the word of God, mm-hmm. right? So how do you know? You have to know the character of God. You have to know the word of God. And in order to know the word of God, you have to study his word. Yes. And then as you study his word, which is a secret place, right? When I'm when I'm laying in bed next to my wife and I'm reading scripture, she falls asleep, I'm still reading, you know, I'm in that place with God. Um, sometimes I, you know, in my old place, used to go into the closet and shut the door and sit down and purposefully, intentionally study the word. Yeah. And over time, the more that I read over the word and asked God what he what he meant, like, what do you want me to get from this? What do I need to know? Like, yeah, I started to have a better understanding of his voice and what that grew was 
discernment. Right. Romans, in, I, I love that. Um, and it made me think of in Romans 10, 10, <clears throat> faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, right? And that mm -hmm. word, so there's the graphe word, there's the logos, you know, there's mm -hmm. the, the written words, graphe, logos mm -hmm. is the idea. The rhema word is the spoken word of God, this audible, mm -hmm. the spoken word of God. So when you said it's trans, that's where transformation happens. So if you hear the voice of Brian, that may be the, a good idea. It may be, but, but the voice of God, he speaks reality. So when he said, mm -hmm. let there be light, peace be still, it's not like, hmm, that's a good suggestion. It just happens, mm -hmm. right? And so when he speaks, so again, if I hear a good teacher, it may be inspirational, it may be educational, motivational, but it's not transformational. When God speaks and that revelation, it changes your heart. Right. It's the condition. I mean, it is. It's not like, oh, it I want to become peaceful. Yeah. It's like, it is. <laughs> it is. And yeah. it's like, that's why it's so important to hear. Yeah. And that, and again, however you learn to do it, it is, I think you have to tune your ear and your heart and to know, and, and like you said, discern it with, yeah. is this... Is this people? Is that me? Or is that bad pizza? Is that the enemy? <laughs> I'm like, you tell me, yeah. man. You know yeah. God. Yeah. Come on. And you you have to yeah. get enough. Like like I said, that's why it building that relationship, right? To that trust is built, mm -hmm. and so that's when you can trust your own instincts, knowing. Yes. But 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 Victor's right. You have to know the word to know to mm -hmm. be able to do that. And mm -hmm. so getting in the word, obviously, that was one of the we talked about that in the foundation. That was crucial. And remember, I was one of those people that never knew scripture. It was really helpful in the beginning. Remember Jesus calling? Oh, yeah. So I know everyone has their like their <laughs> yeah. things, yeah. right? Yeah. right. Oh, yeah. What was helpful, I remember with that, is it spoke as if it was God speaking to you, which was, which was cool. And sure, there, it may be theologically interesting <laughs> to kind of navigate that. But what it did do was put sentences down on paper that made me reflect on the word of God because it followed it up with scripture. And I remember asking myself the question early on, wait, this, you know, how do I know that's true? Right. And so that I go to scripture, like anything that pointed me back to scripture or God was huge. And I remember early on in your walk, mm -hmm. you know, we could, we would bond over the Jesus Absolutely calling. We did. And so um, you're right. And that, but when you're on your early walk, that's great. I mean, whatever is going to point you back to scripture. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was, it was literally reading a Jesus calling. It was listening to a sermon. It was attending a Bible study. It was me just committing to read a chapter and, and getting my highlighter out and, yeah. and trying to understand it. And, um, and just, and then even, even simple things as listening to worship music, which is actually scripture and song. Mm -hmm. And just, mm -hmm. so what happens over time when you do that you start to hear the same scriptures and the things, the same things that speaks to your heart. God reveals that through, and all what was happening in my early walk. So you guys know one of my favorite scriptures early on was the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which yeah. as you when you're an infant in your in your walk, that's like oh my gosh, this is a great scripture. And but every most Christians know that if that study the word. But I'm telling you. In that moment, in my early stages, that scripture meant everything to me, and I mm. held on to it, and mm. it would get repeated to me. I would hear it in a song. Somebody else would say it to me. So to me, sometimes, that was the way God spoke to me. I would hear the same scripture, and it would it would get confirmed. Through... It's like an imprinting on your heart, yes. not just here. Yes. It's here. And he knew yeah. which ones I needed yes. to hear. Yeah. And so it, it was, it's, it's gradual, um, 
and it's and when, beautiful. Yeah. And when you have that, like I think what Victor's talking about, you have a, you've got truth, you've got a standard, you've got something to bounce and to test all of your ideas and all of your thoughts and all of the words that are coming from people say, I've got a word for you. It's like, mm -hmm. do you? Yeah. Is this a word from you? Word <laughs> from God? Is this a word from, <laughs> yeah. you know, Netflix? Where, where, where's this word coming from? Yeah. You have something deep within you, that well of truth that you can say, wow, does this line up with what I know that I know yeah. that God is in me? Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the things when I think again of the words just secret place, um, the the um, when we talked about you not going right to your go to people yeah. to pick up that phone call, yeah. um, and we even talked about you know putting your AirPods in and going to the lake and maybe listen to a sermon or music, and then we talked about silence. Right. For me, even Jesus calling, picking up your Bible. Yeah. Uh, listening to worship, it can be a distraction from what God's really trying to get you to do. Yeah. I remember when I first started learning this, I'd go out for my walk and I'd put in my, and I'm like, God, I'm going to listen for you. And so I put on, you know, Bob Hamp and I'm yeah. listening to Bob, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. But, but it's, and I remember distinctly the times when God would go, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, reach for my Bible? No, no, yeah. no, no. Like, turn it off, get quiet. And what needed to bubble up was this grief that I was feeling over my son, mm. you know, not the son that we lost 23 years ago, but like my middle child, my living son. Yeah. And there was some unfinished, sad, sad grief work that I needed to do. And, and that came, God said, I want to meet you here and let you meet that situation. And I want to meet you there. Yeah. And that doesn't happen when we just keep cranking no. even the spiritual stuff, you know, no, you're right. you got to turn Learning, it down. So. Like you said, and you taught me that. <laughs> Um, you're right. My natural instincts are when something happens is to reach out to somebody and, you know, who I like to call my wise counsel, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but my true answers and heart change came in the silence. I mean, one of the biggest scriptures mm -hmm. I had to plaster in my home was be still and know my heart, the be mm -hmm. still, yeah. the be still. And so for me, I'm, I was like you, nature is one of my things too. And I would do that. And so hearing God, and I said, there's something about when you're physically moving. And then I actually, and then throughout the day, just listening to it in the car. And one of my most, I call this one of my most meditation states is actually in my night. I have a ritual bath that I do. It is just, mm. it is so cleansing to me mentally. It is where at the end of your day that I just release everything to God. And I do sit in silence in there. And it's a little dim light. I might have a candle on or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But I'm just sitting in, in, the, in there. I can go for that right now. I know. <laughs> and it is, I, I mean, I'm like feisty. Like, mm -hmm. don't mess with my bath yeah. time. And it, it's just so important to me. And it that is where I would say that I just say, let me hear you, God. And I will just literally just mm -hmm. lay there with trying not to have any thoughts and just having him so... And I'm and I, what comes. Yeah. See what God puts there yep. on your heart. I, I went out for this, like I said, I felt all oh, powerful. I'm going to go for my walk, power walk and be with God. And and literally within 15 minutes, it was quiet and all this stuff come bubbling. I was bawling. Yeah. And I literally, I put my sunglasses on because I thought everybody passing me on the road was going to think, what's Been this there. guy crying? I'm just bawling because now I'm, I'm doing the deep work that if I didn't uh, recognize that and yeah. do the business, yep. it's I'm carrying around with me. And that, that, that grief will lead to anger, lead yeah. to depression, yeah. you know, all that. And God will bring that up and out if you allow mm -hmm. him. If you will sit with him, because many times that's what my bath ended was in tears. And it is, you, you have to find your place where you can be still with him and that he can work that up 
and yeah. out of you. Many times, even if it's gratitude, I love gratitude, sure. but a lot of times prayer, we always used to say is like, you're, you're, the old reference was, we can say Walmart, um, you know, God, I want this, boop, I want this, boop, yeah. I want this, boop, we're at the checkout with God, you know, it's all we want. And sometimes it's, it's even just, it's our thoughts. And so when I say meditation, it's now I'm going to listen, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be running my little, you mm-hmm. know, scan items over the barcode reader, I'm going to listen and get quiet. And I heard Richard Rohr once say, meditation is the change that changes everything. And then he unpacks that, right, and, and what that means. But you hear that statement. It's the change that changes everything. Like, yeah. this is where the transformation happens. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people that, like, one out of 50 will actually do it. Yeah. It's just it's just one of those things. It's so maybe hard to wrap our minds around what it is. How do you do it? What right. does it That's mean? It and if we can just say it's getting quiet and listening for God. It is. We talk about this a lot, Victor, mm-hmm. we, when, in how in the beginning it might just be you actually have to kind of consciously do it, right? Like, okay, I'm going to do this today. But what I love now in my life today, it is just part of who I am. Mm. My daily walks with God are just part of who I am. You know, diving into scripture, having having scripture and reminders in my home, um, listening to that type of music, doing a study, uh, you know, all these things are just... And then it was it, a process. Yes. It was a process yes. for you to start to develop new habits. I mean, we talked yes. about it in this chapter. I mean, again, I bring it back to what it says in the program to step three, Yeah. right? We talk about you're making a decision to turn your will and your life over to the care of God. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, the natural question is, well, how do you do that? And it's like, if I knew the answer to that, it'd be a three-step program. Like what you're making a decision to do in step three is to, you know, go through with the rest of the work. And what does the work look like? Well, in a healing journey, I mean, it's like, all right, well, I was listening to this kind of music. I'm going to change it up. Typically during this time, I would spin out. I would mm. go shopping or go to lunch with a friend and the TV would get me because whatever would be on it yep. and spin yep. out in three hour phone calls yep. today. You know, I'm just going to go on a walk, right? Yep. I'm going to, you know, what? I'm going to go on this walk, but I'm going to stop. Mm. I'm actually going to sit down in nature and just stop. And I may have racing thoughts and they may be going crazy. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop until it stops. Yep, mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm one to tell you, it's that's one of the hardest things for me to do today is to pause, to be still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's. Beth, I'm interested. So you talked about this sacred place in your bathtub. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I often, when I used to hear people talk about their one little place, you know, the, the porch swing at mm-hmm. their lake house yeah. or me at the Eagle Mountain Lake trails, I right. used to think, hey, God can meet you anywhere. You know, why yeah. is this? But I'm starting to learn myself the value of that place. So, and before I said, it's not just geography, but like, how many secret places do you have besides your, your, you know what I mean? I mean, I, are there these special places or is it just now this lifestyle that you learned to meet him everywhere? It is a lifestyle mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. but I, I do have distinct ones that I, that I know I do almost daily. And of course the first one is I'm like you, the, I told you the walker run in nature. Mm-hmm. And honestly, another one is my car. Mm. Like my car became, you know, during my darkest days, my car became my haven. You know, mm-hmm. I could, it was everything in my power to hold it together, to get mm-hmm. the kids dropped off. And at that point in my life, I was only, Christian music was the only thing I was listening to, not because I was so Christian-y, but because secular music just tore my heart apart. Mm-hmm. The memories and things would just flood. It was the only thing I could listen to that mm-hmm. didn't tear me apart. But I would it just... It was safe. It was safe. Yeah. And I would turn 
that up and I would just cry to God. I would cry out to him and it was so comforting, the words and the lyrics. And like, again, that was really cool where I learned like, oh my gosh, this worship music I've been listening to is lining up with the word that I've been studying. And there was something about when that would happen. So, you know, I my, my three things I would say that is my morning walks, my car, and then my bath. And so those are, I mean, there's not a day really that I don't usually do those three things. So think about how much time we spend in our car. Yeah. And look, nothing against, let's say, the ticket, you know, but guys, sure. listen to the ticket it instead of no, saying, right, right, yeah. nothing against yeah. that. Yeah. But there's a lot of time that you could be spending, yeah, if the, you make that your And point. even if you just make, it doesn't have to be every time, because mm-hmm. I still like mm-hmm. to put, I love country music. I'm still going to yeah. listen to it. And I'm going <laughs> to listen to my 80s every once in a while I don't know if we can be well. friends. But. Sorry. <laughs> no, wait. Hey, I, a did, lot of, I did watch the CMAs. There is a lot of, when you know the Word of God, you can see how the Word of God shows up in all places. Country music, oh, yeah. rock music. I mean, there's. I used to tell people there's certain songs. I'm like, for instance, Sia. Sia has a bunch of songs. One's called Footprints, and if mm. you listen to the lyrics, it's literally, a, it's about God. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's things that it's it's like when someone shares their testimony without saying John three sixteen, yeah. but you can hear them quoting scripture Absolutely. throughout it. That's Victor, so cool, man. I love you. <laughs> the what you just said. I can't. I haven't thought of this in years. So. Yes, I agree. So, so one, I've been inspired so many times by going to a play or watching a movie or hearing mm-hmm. music that it, it wasn't church, and I felt right. so much more inspired than you know sitting in church. Let's say, um, not that I don't get inspired there at times, sure. but um, when my son, who eventually passed after his second birthday, when he was sick in the hospital, um, and he spent 53 days in ICU. He ended up coming out miraculously and living for two more years after that. But um, during that time, back and forth from North Richland Hills to Cook Children's in Fort Worth, back and forth literally every single day, and, and of course, spending day and night there in ICU a lot of times. But I turned on this wasn't KLTY or you know, KBTT or what, 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 whatever it was. This was a secular, quote unquote, music, you know, radio station. And I remember coming home from Cook Children's one night late. Wow. Mm. Every single song that came on, every single one was like, oh my gosh. It was like God curated a playlist for me. For that 45-minute drive home, he spoke so deeply to my soul. I wish I could recall all the songs. Uh, I journal about them, so they're somewhere kept, you know. But here's the cool thing. You could say, oh, it's just universal stuff, and it's just great, you know, art and paint. These were so personal and so dead on that... It was a miraculous playlist, right? And I heard song after song after song. It was like God bending over backwards to show me I'm with you. And nothing's random, nothing's out of no, control. That's right. And that's you. the thing, Brian. I love you sharing that. So thank you for sharing that because I know that's a painful part in your in your life. But that just drives the point in mm-hmm. that God shows up everywhere through anything. It's yes, I love going to church as well, and I mm-hmm. and I get and I get inspired there. But we will miss it if you're not if you're not seeing that he is working in and through all day long. Yes. Through music. Everywhere. Through a sun, sun mm-hmm. sunrise, through a flower, through mm-hmm. it. We've talked about this. But it is if we are not still enough, wow. we will not 
see him. Hmm. We won't and, see big C church. Right. Uh, yeah. We won't. You know, like we have little C church. We know our church building. It's a beautiful thing. That's something that, you know, the church you, you, we would meet at, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. that was something that was really big about it, about their growth and the things that they wanted to do it was about, they're starting to see the younger generation see through just showing up to church on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, like, how are you taking this out into the world daily and walking out your walk? And how do you set up a lifestyle that you get to essentially go to church every day? Yes. Yeah. Like, how do you get into praise and worship and celebrate God and see him in all the things yes. that he is doing on a daily basis when you get into devotional time, when you get in the bathtub, when you go on the walk, when yeah. you turn on a, a playlist mm-hmm. and you hear God speaking right to your heart. You know, I like, love those those stories where Je- the parables where Jesus talks about learning his children know his voice. You get yes. like, oh, that's you. Mm-hmm. No, you start to recognize true. him. That's so true. And you, yeah, yeah. But that's what happens. Mm-hmm. You develop that in the secret place, Brian. Yes. That's the key. Because yes. if before when I didn't have my secret place, I guarantee, I know that I know that he was I know. speaking. He was all. Oh, over. he was speaking. I just didn't have <laughs> that sharp tuneness sure. to understand hear his voice. You know what keeps coming to mind right now? It's like when the student is ready, the, the teacher, teacher will appears. be provided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I say that for the audience listening, because there are so many. people, I've talked to so many people who get overwhelmed. They'll come to me and say, Victor, I want what you have, but I don't know how to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And then they feel like I have to know scripture like the back of my hand. I have to do that. No, when you're ready and you just show up and get still that first time in that place, there is something transformational that happens because mm-hmm. you're ready. Yeah. So God knows that you don't know how to do all of this. He's not going to make too hard the turns that those who seek him. Yeah. No. And you know, I you've referred several times to the people listening and and I love that because I'm thinking about what I hear from people. And I want to say this, if you start trying to find your secret place and you want to dedicate that time, you want to go meet God and you want to have a conversation, don't be too hard on yourself. If it doesn't come automatically or or naturally, or at first I hear people say, I'll fall asleep or I'm ADD. It's like, yeah, you're human. You know, my (laughs) mind wanders or I fall asleep or I'm bored or I'm not getting anything. And it's like, just hang in there. It's a practice. Keep practicing. Yes. Keep practicing. And your mind wanders, bring it back. Yeah. Right? Bring Give it back. That's the, the, the process of coming yeah. back. When our mind wanders. So that's that's a good segue. I, I think it's really important if we rewind back to something we talked about, spiritual warfare. Mm. Right? Like we something that was so crucial early on in your walk, you had started listening to the uh, Battlefield of the Mind, the yes. George Meyer series. and Game changer for me. It was, it was, it was transformational because I remember after you had walked through it and lived it out, you were able to go, Hey, I think you should listen to this. Absolutely. And it changed my life. What happened during the time that you were going through that series? Hmm. You know, again, just because God is who he is, a dear friend of mine knew I was going through this, that this dark stage, it was the very early stages of after my ex-husband left. And she said, I love Joyce Meyer. I, she she knew of her personally. She said, I want to send you a bunch of her things. I just think it will help you. I'm like, okay, because I'm not really knowing yet. I'm in the early stages of this. And in there was every book Joyce Meyer had ever written and every <laughs> oh, wow. DVD yeah. series, because this is how old it is, DVDs, it's been 10 years ago, CD. What's a DVD? I know. Quiet, <laughs> quiet you millennial. But um, no, it was. So again, this is, brings back my secret place. I took would take her CDs and they were in my car, and 
I'll be doing What's all my a CD. <laughs> five disc changer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Five disc changer. Five disc changer. <laughs> Brian gets it. <laughs> Brian gets it. But of course I get it. So right. see all this? <laughs> I would I would cr- I couldn't wait sometimes to get back in my car mm. and go run to Target yes. so I could start listening to Joyce again. And I did it in my car to be private, obviously, because mm-hmm. I was shedding lots of tears and mm-hmm. I just, you know, trying to protect my kids in that space. Mm-hmm. But in that time of my life, the enemy was hard at work. I mean, when you go through something where there is a deep betrayal that cuts your soul mm. to, the, to the core, that is such an opening for the enemy to come in and try to define who you are. And I was in such a place of what I thought of myself, what I thought of my life. Um, it was, like I said, it, that... Is like a death. And we talked about that a little bit before. That grief is real. And I think sometimes, and when it is deep like that, and it is a betrayal, and it is a shock, and there are all these other circumstances like infidelity and things like that, it is a trauma. And if we don't recognize that as a trauma, we will leave that open for the enemy to come in. So that's where I was Mm. when these CDs fell into my lap, by the grace of God. And so what Joyce teaches you, first off, she teaches all about the armor of God and what that looks like to put on armor. We can get into that in a little bit because that's Mm -hmm. pretty deep. But what she taught me mostly was that I have a choice to stop that ruminating on those thoughts and replace those thoughts with God's promises and who he says I captive. Take them captive. Absolutely. Take them captive. And that, what I, to, I get to, she says, think about what you're thinking about. Sure. I actually can think about what I'm thinking about. By the way, paying attention to your thoughts. Yes. Guess what that is? Meditation. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just another example no, have you of ever, mindfulness. Okay, I do this. Mm-hmm. You guys don't do blow-dry your hair, but I will have these times where I catch myself <laughs> in a monotonous activity like blow-drying my hair that I catch my brain <laughs> ruminating on something ridiculous. And it's, <laughs> it's like something that's hurtful, something that's not no. not pumping my... I mean, I'm, I'm letting they the They say enemy. 92% yeah. and I, they. I won't say who because yeah. they may write this off. Yeah. But it's funny. Richard Rohr is yeah. quoting Tolle, Eckhart Tolle, saying yeah. 92%. He goes, I think it's more like 98% of our thoughts are repetitive and useless. Yes. Like literally. And if you, if you just pay attention to what scientists say, you know, it's all about the past and, you know, regret, shame and, 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 oh my gosh. And then worry for the future. Yes. Very few of us ever know to be right here right now. So that all being said is exactly what happens. The battlefield of the mind is just owning that. It Mm -hmm. is, the battle is in your head. It is all of those things. And so if you can learn to catch yourself when you're doing that. And th- again, that, that's where the replace, what are, we, what are we renewing it with is important, that we have that basis for what that looks like to renew yes. it. Yes. But anyway, yeah. so yes, joy, that when I... When the student's ready, the teacher appears. Absolutely. If you would have heard those CDs oh, five yeah. years earlier, you'd probably thrown no. them away. And I have given that set <laughs> right. out to so like many... Like I did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but so many people I have given that to because, you know, because mm-hmm. of how much it... I thought the bottom line is... You can take your thoughts captive. Well, That's and true. you, to think about That's that great. there is a real enemy out there that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. I mean, obviously, you're walking toward a mission that God has put on your life. And, you know, everyone here has something that God has, you know, ordained mm-hmm. and is looking to do something beautiful with, right? Mm-hmm. The enemy would have liked nothing more in those times than to destroy you. 
Absolutely. To destroy us, to destroy God's mission, yeah. primarily to hurt God's children. Yeah. You know, that's that's his sole aim. And you brought up spiritual warfare, and you know, we could talk about that and just scratch our heads and debate, <laughs> but, but like... If people say, really, you're going to believe in all that personification stuff? Like, is it pitchfork and horns? Is he red? <laughs> is he red? You know, yeah. all that. But it's a, just to ask, ask them, say, you know, if they don't want to play along with that, just say, think about anything good in your life, anything. Is there an enemy that will come against that? <laughs> and there's no way they could say no. You know, there's always an enemy. Absolutely. Always a hater. Coming against anything good. <laughs> yep. And mm-hmm. so if that's all they need for spiritual warfare, you know, but, you know, Paul takes it further about these principalities and rulers of the... <laughs> Darkness and the heavenly yeah, 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 yeah. That That's a little heavy on the front end, but right. what was really helpful in understanding, you know, battlefield, the full armor of God, right? Yes. And I think scripture says, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, feet equipped with the readiness of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, mm-hmm. which is your the word of God. And so the way that someone broke this down for me was that is your only offensive weapon and your defense is a shield of faith. Exactly. If you understand anything right now, understand those two. You have a sword that is a weapon, that is the word of God. So in your thoughts, it's this is simple so exegesis. It's like, okay, thought comes in. I take thought captive and I say, hey, does that line up with the word of God? Mm-hmm. No. Hey, that's not from God. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like it's there it is. There it is. It was right there. And then the faith for me comes in. It says, and use your shield of faith with which to extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one. Mm. What are the fiery darts? Lies. Mm. Yes. The whole thing is about the mind, right? It's about, okay, so the world's gonna come at us with all these lies. Like what you were probably thinking, and I I, I don't want to heat that on you, but I feel like I have a good idea. Yeah. The the shame, like. I'm nothing. I'm constantly this small person and um, amidst the big world that, you know, like those thoughts coming in, it's like, well, who does God say that you are? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a daughter of a king. Mm, That's good. You're healed. Yeah. You talked about the 40 I am's. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and yes, that, that offensive weapon, you know, the word of God. And so, yeah, if, if I said right now, Guys, do not think about a pink elephant, right? <laughs> but if I if I say, think about a gold buckle of truth, yeah. you know, buckle, there it is. Yeah. It's like, so you have to have that replacement, you said, yeah, yeah. yeah when you're taking those thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings us all back to, that is why Victor and I felt it was so important to make this chapter secret place, an mm. entire chapter mm. of what that actually looks like. So because good. that to me, you know, we that's that was the secret to laying the correct foundation. And so my hope and prayer for anyone listening to this is that just take the first step, mm-hmm. find a quiet place, whatever that looks like for you. It does. It can be, it doesn't have to be a bathtub or a walk in nature, but just find it and just start small and just 